This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Pass podcast presented by Clutch Points, Blue Wire, and our friends at Fed Online. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back here for the third installment of uh, our top 10 series here. As we've already picked our top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 running backs uh, for the 2020 NFL season. If we were starting a team from scratch, not looking beyond this season, that's what we've been doing, and guess what? We're going to continue doing it here with the wide receivers because that's the next big group uh, of position players. And so we're looking at the wide receivers, Dylan. Uh, I think both of us, uh, we had some struggles more so with running backs than quarterbacks, I think. Uh, But those struggles are probably going to continue here with the wide receivers because, man, this one is uh, after maybe the first several, I don't know what the number would be, but uh, it's going to be pretty wide open when it comes to how we're trying to build our team here. Yeah, no matter – you can look at so many different like different metrics for these guys that can, you know, shift your thinking of how to rank them. Like you said, there's probably a few that are obviously going to be at the top. But after that, depending on what you look at, depending on if you're looking for yards, uh, you know, per route run, all these different things, obviously, just efficiency. With, there's so many things that are tracked now that – and there's some players that we might not think of as the best receivers because fantasy-wise they aren't. But when you look at pro football outsiders, DYAR rankings and different things – that are pretty high up. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to kind of narrow it down to 10. I think we're going to have quite a few guys that are going to be left off this list that were probably deserving. And you could make the argument legitimately for them being on the top 10 list. Yep, for sure. And uh, as we've done with the first two, uh, we are alternating the order, uh, which we start, which means none other than Dylan has the uh, first selection here. And listen, I'll just say if I was getting, if I had the number one pick, this would probably not be that hard of a choice for me. Um, but I also think that there are probably, mm, I want to say there are probably three different guys you could go with here and I'd, I'd feel okay about it, but I think I'd feel pretty good about uh, who my number one choice would be. But guess what? You don't care because I'm not getting the number one choice. <laughs> that, that is up to you here. Yeah. There's a, there's a number of guys, like you mentioned that are in this top kind of area and, um, man, it's tough. I, I think the one that you're probably referring to is the one I'm going to pick, but I don't, <laughs> Uh, I, I could make the argument again for a few other guys, um, obviously, um, but I'm going to go with Michael Thomas at the top. Yep. Um, obviously, year after year, not just um, in terms of his overall efficiency with yards, but the amount of receptions and how big of a role he plays in the offense. You can uh, There are some critics that hold it against him that he plays at Drew Brees, and 
Um, and with that offensive line and with Sean Payton and all those things, I don't know if that's fair. I, I, we talked about when you picked Alvin Kamara pretty high on our running back list, why we don't think that should be held against him for that, or also when we <laughs> picked Freeze on that list. Just all these guys are insanely talented. I don't see how you watch Michael Thomas and think he's just a guy running slants. There's all these jokes about that, and I know he's pretty outspoken on social media, so that's part of the pushback. Yeah. But overall, I mean, the guy's still really a, a great route runner down the field, a, you know, large target. can basically do anything you want from a receiver. Um, so I, I really don't know how you can possibly shade him. The only re- reason you might not pick up number one is because I do think there are a few other guys, maybe three to four guys, um, that I think could re- legitimately you could have an argument for this number one spot. But I have a hard time with what the numbers have backed up to not think that Michael Thomas would be a, a you know that most ideal uh, top target to have in your team going into 2020. Yeah, he would be my number one pick. And like you said, you look at the yardage last season, but it's really not just about last season. It's sort of just this the whole body of work here. And mm-hmm. you know, still as we're saying, we're doing this for one season. But uh, if we just want to go on, you know, past history, of course, that's going to play into who we pick. Um, you know, certainly someone that was, I don't, you know, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if far and away is the best way to put it, yeah. but he, he kind of was he, far and away yardage wise. Like he was 300 and something yards uh, ahead of uh, Julio Jones. And, you know, so there's lots of, you know, there, there's lots of different elements I think to go into it, but uh, I, I would have went with him too, but uh, I think there, there are a lot of other options. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, the obviously the, the catches, setting those records and the yeah. overall receiving yards, those are great. But then also you look at, I keep mentioning the DYR, defense-adjusted yards above replacement. Um, he's easily number one. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's like a pretty wide gap, much bigger than with the quarterbacks, even with those top three we mentioned, and even the top two running backs. It is a pretty sizable gap between him and the number two player on that on those rankings. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to – pretty much the one guy, like I'm saying, all these metrics you can look at, but you look at all of them and he's the one name that seems to be at the top of the list on every single one. Yep. So he gets the number one spot uh, on our list. Probably no surprise there. Uh, Number two, um, I think for me, this is another one that probably, you know, I I just don't think there's a whole lot of debate. I mean, I guess you could debate it with, uh, I'm thinking of two other guys in particular, but uh, I would go Julio Jones. I just think in terms of, you know, being able to put him in a lot of different places. And I just think his pure, I don't know what it is, just his athleticism. I mean, the size, there's so many things that go into it. And look, you can say what you want about him. Um, you know, whether some people think that, that he hasn't been as good, uh, but let's be, let's face it too, his team hasn't been very good either. Uh, and I don't think that has a lot to do with him. That has a lot to do with other, a lot of other things going on uh, around him. But uh, if you're talking about just a guy you want to build a team around, um, and if I'm pairing him up with uh, one of the quarterbacks that I drafted uh, in our, our quarterback draft, uh, <laughs> put him with anyone because it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, I think that, that he would still come out and, and probably be, you know, one of the best players on the field. So uh, that's who I would go with uh, here in the number two spot. Yeah, I mean, obviously his track record speaks for itself. I don't think you can really make an argument against him. Like you said, some of the numbers lately haven't been as good, but overall – uh, still one of the best guys. He's still a lot of people's yeah. pick for the number one receiver in the NFL. So I, I don't think that's a, b- a bad choice by any means. Yep. So there you go. Uh, one and two, probably we've kind of sped through these, but really there's not a whole lot to say. I think a lot of people, uh, in whatever order you want to put them in, I think these would be the top two choices for a lot of different people. And uh, I guess, Dylan, we'll see if uh, the number three option is that easy as well because uh, that is your pick. And the more I look at it here, I mean, from a number standpoint, 
lots of different options because, you know, this is kind of where you have everyone's pretty much grouped together here when it comes to yardage. Not a lot that separates some of these guys, especially last season. Uh, but uh, for me, there's still one guy that sort of stands mm-hmm. out uh, above the rest. And I don't know that necessarily, um, you know, yardage wise, I think you have to look beyond yards uh, maybe when it comes to the number three pick here. Yeah, there's there's some good options still in the, towards the top of the uh, overall receiving yard list from last season, but I agree. Like you can't really just completely look at that. There's so many things that teams are obviously game planning for against these guys, and that's that's one benefit when I I imagine we'll at least to get to one of the pairing of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans later <laughs> on this list. But those guys do benefit. Both of them benefit from the fact they are teammates, and yep. uh, it can't be. You can't really take away. That also makes it so impressive for Michael Thomas. They obviously signed Emmanuel Sanders, but overall for the last few years, hasn't had a ton of just really top-end receivers. He's still the top target, and he's still putting up that production. Um, so, yeah, for my number three player, that's you know pretty clearly, I think, part of uh, why his numbers weren't as high, at least in the total receiving yards. But he's still one of the best route runners, still one of the most reliable guys in all situations. That's DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Um, I'm it's just there, there are some other really good options I, I would consider at this spot. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does in Arizona. It's, there are a lot of talented receivers around him. I do think it's going to be in, uh, with him and Kyler. It's going to be really exciting. Obviously, watching him in the report that he grew with Deshaun Watson over the years was great. And I, I think it's probably going to quickly occur there as well. Um, just does everything similar to the, the top two players on this list. They're great deep threats if you need them to be. I think Hopkins also a little underrated with his ability to uh, run routes that aren't just intermediate ones. Obviously one of the best route runners um, in that in between the hashes and between you know the 20 yards in front of the line of scrimmage. The guy just gets open no matter what's on him. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of teams, you've seen him joke. There's, like, clips of him when there's, like, three defenders around him and he's just laughing. Like, you know, there's only so much you can do about that. And I think that is part of why, you know, his yards don't speak, um, you know, don't exactly match up with some of the guys at the top of this list. I think teams just really have to game plan for him because you cannot single cover the guy. And, yeah, I think he's deserving of being in this top – mentioned with these top two receivers we already put up yeah. there. Yeah, we're we're spot on with our first three here because uh, that's who I was talking about. And, and, obviously, I just think it's it's one where, you know, you look at what he's accomplished. And, like you said, sometimes a lot more – uh, than yards when it comes to it, but man, this is, uh, I think this is that spot. You know, we've said it, we've laughed about it uh, with this first two. There's always one spot that we get to and we're like, all right, this is the toughest spot <laughs> on the board. Um, this one is pretty difficult because I, I'm looking down the list here and I'm like, hey, I want that guy. Oh, and I want that guy too. Um, yeah. Boy, this is one where I think at this point you're you're mixing and matching, you know, a lot of different things here. And I think you kind of look at these guys and you're saying, okay, what separates some of these guys? What doesn't? I don't know. Um, there's just a lot of these guys feel very close together. Um, but I think, you know, you just mentioned the duo when it comes to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think I would actually pick Mike Evans here because I think he's wow. – I, I really do. Like, I think he's someone and, – and I was reading some stuff earlier to kind of, you know, prepare for this, knowing that we were going to have some tough decisions to make when it comes to some of these receivers. But you think about it. I mean, look, I'm not we we've knocked Jameis before here on the podcast, but it's like, you know, what's it going to look like now? You know, I know Tom Brady is older and all that, but it's like Mike Evans is still, I think, just an absolute stud. And I think that he's still someone that, you know, to me, probably a top five guy in the game. And, and, you know, you look at it and I know his numbers 
Uh, I think he finished 13th overall in yards, but we have to remember he only played 13 games. Um, so you compare that to a lot of the guys ahead of him who played two or three more games than he did. Um, you know, could have looked a little bit different. And so I would probably go with him here. Maybe a little bit of a surprising choice for people. But yeah. if you're talking about just pure talent, I still think he's he's one of the top talents that there is uh, in terms of just putting him out there and knowing that he's probably going to get you something pretty good. Yeah, he has to be on this list somewhere. I don't blame you for not picking a couple of the other guys and I may have gone with here, but I, I probably would have considered him right after one of those who I'm going to go with next. But, yeah, I, I mean, one of the best deep receiving threats in the NFL. Uh, I think he's caught, yeah, in the last six seasons, at least seven passes of 20-plus yards. When he's healthy, just an absolutely unstoppable. I think it almost somehow, yeah, I think it actually, this is probably pretty deserving Somehow, even though he's always listed in top 10 lists um, for the top receivers in the game the last couple of years, somehow he feels a little underrated almost, like you're yeah. saying, because of maybe the offense he's in and their, their lack of success as a team. But you just watch the games and watch him play, and it's like, how do you defend the guy? It looks kind of like, it's kind of like watching Julio Jones almost, really. So yeah. um, it's when, some of those earlier years. Uh, yeah, man, I, I can't blame you for picking him here. I, I know you're saying it's a little bit of a surprise, but um, yeah, I think we're going to also with him and Brady and with that offense this next year, it's going to be really fun to see. But I, he's the kind of guy you can plug into any team. He doesn't even have to always be open. Just throw it up, and the dude's going to come down with it. Just an absolute amazing talent. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, he hasn't played for a great team. I think it's one of those where the Bucks have been bad for the most part, and it's just like, you know, eh. Maybe a lot of people look at it and say, well, he's getting so many yards because they've been bad and they're having to throw a lot. I don't think that's the case. I mean, yeah, that helps, but at the same yeah. time, like, he's, he's still really good. So uh, there you go. Mike Evans uh, at the, the number four spot here, which leads us uh, to number five, which is now officially the newest, toughest spot on the board here. Yeah, so there were a couple guys I was considering here, and I thought you might take one of them. Then I would have probably had to put Mike Evans into my equation um, it's maybe a little biased from some fantasy help with the guy. Um, and just Devontae Parker. I've seen, yeah, well, man, I mean, <laughs> you talk about a guy that, uh, Devontae Parker, though, real quick, he's pretty high up there on those DYR rankings. Uh-huh. I would not, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, uh, completely sleep on him having a chance to make this list. But no, the, the two guys, I'll just name them right now that I'm kind of still deciding between our, uh, Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, both. Uh, Devontae Adams such a just a really talented uh, route runner. Uh, same kind of way when I think of the top two guys right now. When I watch him and Hopkins, just an ability to always be open. But I think I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. He's mm. fourth in PFFs uh, rec- overall receiving grade, uh, fourth in yards per route run. Uh, so explosive and and for a guy that we think of as just a deep threat and for all the, the long touchdowns he's had, that's absolutely true. We also continues to rack up quite a few receptions every single season. Still, I, I also think, you know, kind of like we uh, we think about Michael Thomas and take away from him the offense he's in. I think Tyreek Hill, we're like, oh, he's just part of Andy Reid and <laughs> Mahomes' system. But this guy is just so explosive, um, just always making big plays. And overall, when I just think of someone I'd want on my team kind of for this one season, maybe like long-term, Devontae Adams might be my pick for like a number one receiver that's super reliable. Yeah. And can't do a lot of the things you want him to do, but I still think Tyreek Hill is a great router, great route runner. I think he's maybe a little underrated with that, and yeah, the kind of guy that just as soon as the ball is in his hands, everything stops. I could be a little biased from that Rams Chiefs game and get a <laughs> one long touchdown right there where there's no one's even close to him, and it's 
Yeah, man, he's he's so fun to watch. I think he's deserving of being in this right in this range as well. Yeah, I mean, if you're again, you're, like you said, you're trying to build an offense for for one season, and I think you want the biggest, you know, big playability you can find. There's not going to be many other guys you're going to pick other than him, and so uh, mm-hmm. I think for him to go in this spot makes a lot of sense, and he would have been uh, among the two that, that I would have considered here uh, with this one as well. But uh, speaking of making picks, uh, you can do that, and guess what? You can win some, win some money doing it. Uh, over at Bet Online, sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events, and there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. You can get in on the action uh, for this week's UFC or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Uh, plus, if you can't wait for your team to come back, Bet Online has futures odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or you can check out the daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on those. All you got to do is visit betonline.ag. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, you're online wagering experts. All right, pretty quick pick here for me. Uh, since you picked Tyreek Hill, number five, <laughs> I'll pick Devontae Adams at number six. Uh, you kind of already talked about it. I mean, look, it's it's one where I I went back and forth with him and uh, one other guy who could very well be the next pick on our, our board here. But um, I still think, you know, we look at what he's done, and it's another one, too, where it's like, man, he's it's one of those things where you have to remember, too, for the Packers, like, we keep talking about how they have nobody around him, yet he still manages to get the type of numbers he gets, knowing that every mm-hmm. single defense is keying in on him every game. Like, they all know that he's yeah. the guy, but yet he still manages to put up excellent numbers. He still manages to make big plays. And so uh, I think it's hard to kind of ignore him here in this spot. Yes, exactly. Like, the same kind of thing that happens to Hopkins. I, I think of them pretty similarly with what they're able to do in their route running and the way defenses treat them. So, yeah. Um, obviously, we think about all the lack of overall weapons Aaron Rodgers has had, but that doesn't work with Devontae. And you did see even, I believe it was, his, it was either his rookie or his, uh, second year in this the year uh, league in 2014 when he really started blossoming when Jordy Nelson was still very much the number one receiver. And you saw just how much that added to their offense. That was the last time they really had a great shot at making the Super Bowl. I know they made the NFC title game, but that team really was on the cusp of winning that NFC title game. And he was such a huge part of that. And he's only grown since, uh, I mean, just putting up numbers that, you know, historically are right up there with some of the best in NFL history. Um, it's, it's crazy. Uh, in the, the club of, uh, you know, total receptions, yards, touchdowns, and uh, with guys like, you see names like Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown, Isaac Bruce. Like, there's just really, he's on that level of just production. And, yeah, obviously the, the report that he has built with Aaron Rodgers can't be ignored. But another guy that I think uh, you put him into any offense is still going to be, such a huge factor, still going to make change the way the defenses have to defend them. And I think they do benefit so much from him and the other receivers and other guys, the weapons they're trying to develop because of him. And any team would be more than happy to have Devontae Adams as their number one receiver. Yep, there you go. Number one receiver on a lot of teams. Number six on our board here uh, going into the season as we build our teams uh, looking ahead. But now that brings us to number seven. And uh, as I said, I think I would probably feel pretty confident if I was in the number seven pick here um, (laughs) about the next guy on the board. But uh, maybe Dylan is going to go in a different direction here. We could have a swerve. Let's see. Yeah, I was gonna say I might upset have an upset pick here for you that might it's it's close it's it's it always seems like it's coming down to two guys for me as I go down these lists which is funny because there are a lot of names that even as I look down 
uh, the, the potential pool here that I'm like, wow, this, you know, is this guy top 10? Is he deserving of being this high? <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it's, it's a tough one. Um, there's, but there's two guys. I'm not going to name the one I'm not going with again. So this time, if you name yeah. him, and I think he's probably the receiver you're referencing, who I'm not going to pick. Um, I'm actually going to pick Chris Godwin here. Mm. <laughs> Seventh best receiver. Uh, okay. No question that we're all on the Buccaneers bandwagon yep. uh, with with their two receivers here. But no, I mean the guy. Uh, I just because he does play across from uh, from Mike Evans, I don't think he can take away from what he's been able to do. One of the best slot receivers in the NFL. Uh, just comfortable doing everything you can imagine on the field. Um, I don't know, man. I just – there's something – he's so explosive. And I know there's the other guy that I, I picked him over. I feel like you're going to pick, and I <laughs> might regret it. But I, I still – there's times when that particular receiver does struggle with the number one role in a way that I don't know if – I feel like if Godwin went to another team and didn't have Mike Evans, I still think he'd be so productive because of the role he plays in. I don't think he'd necessarily be your number one outside receiver all the time, but I do think he's the top – at this point, the top slot receiver even the NFL, the most dominant one. And, yeah, he also, uh, just going back to the DYR rankings, number two only behind Michael Thomas in the entire NFL. And there's, a, again, another sizable gap between him and the third player on this list, who coincidentally is probably who you're going to pick next. Um, but, he, yeah, he's just uh, – I, I could make the argument for this other player I keep referencing, but I'll, I'll go with Godwin here. Um, just, just such a reliable target, and I'm really excited to see him – uh, in a role, it's it's almost you know obviously Edelman played so much slot receiver uh, with Tom Brady. Now you're gonna have this supersized uh, freak and Chris Godwin there. It's gonna be an exciting show to watch this season. Yeah, I mean, look, he's one like you said. I I think that you wonder why expectations are so high for the Bucks. Not just because they have Tom Brady, it's because they have these guys around him. And you know we've got two of their two of their receivers in the top seven here, so that kind of shows you why you know it's not just because Brady's past obviously that plays into it but it, it has a lot to do with what they have around him and uh, these two guys are fantastic so two box slide receivers going uh, in the top yes. seven here in our top 10 uh, could that mean a Super Bowl for the Bucks? we'll find out uh, this season <laughs> all right number eight uh, you kind of teased it and I assume that you know who I'm thinking of uh, we have that connection now after doing 80 plus podcasts um, Amari Cooper is yeah. uh, the one that I would have next here but it's funny you mentioned that because I would say the same in that, you know, I, I feel good about picking him here, but I don't know exactly uh, – I don't want to knock Amari Cooper, but it is one of those things, too, where I think you still have sort of that, that Raiders part of the whole thing, and you're kind of <laughs> thinking about what he did with the Raiders, and then, you know, but then you see how he's just exploded with the Cowboys, and that yet there are still some times, as you said, uh, where maybe you look around and wonder if, you know, there are things that, that possibly – um, could be a little bit better, but at the same time, I mean, you can't you sort of can't doubt the numbers either, and you kind of see what he's done. Um, you know, he's he's certainly been very good since he's been with the Cowboys. Uh, yes, yeah. he's had help around him, but guess what? That's the that's what we're building here with our teams. They're going to have help around him. Um, so at the same time, I mean, look, I would still be fine with him being my number one receiver um, if I was building the eighth place team here or whatever uh, that we're uh-huh. building uh, on our roster. So. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't feel too, too bad about this one. Um, you know, he, like we said, he could even be a couple spots uh, higher, possibly. I don't yeah. know how much lower he would be when you compare him to some of the other guys. Uh, but uh, knowing that we only have a couple left here on the board, obviously he has to be at this spot. Yeah, no, I probably would have picked him here, and I, like I said, I almost picked him right above this. And for all of, for all the criticism, he 
since he's come to Dallas, yeah, I think you have to think of him in that in that vein. It's obviously did have some good performances with the Raiders, but has really blossomed in Dallas, and I think he's worthy of being considered a top ten receiver. And there's there's a lot of criticism, but it just comes with the Cowboys. Same way when we talked about Dak when he went over the quarterbacks and even with Zeke on the running backs. Um, and part of it, I mean, his since he's come there, so he's obviously came in the middle of a season, so that stat, the numbers aren't exact. But per 16 games, he's averaging 12, over 1,200 yards, uh, close to 100 catches and nine touchdowns. He also has a much lower target rate than some of the guys we've already mentioned on here. He's pretty high up on the, the route, uh, you know, yards per route run. And again, he's third in DYAR. So his overall efficiency for what he does is considered right up there with the top receivers in the NFL, only trailing Chris Godwin and Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas. So yeah, man, I, 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 you know, I really don't get the criticism. I do, you know, maybe he's not necessarily when I think of the top receivers for a reason, the, the top six on this list, but I think he's after that right in that next category and still one of the most explosive guys that somehow maybe from some people that care too much about <laughs> Dallas or, uh, you know, maybe he's a little overrated than with people that hate the Cowboys is underrated, but I think we've properly rated him here in this seven to eight range. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, as we said, that does leave two spots here and uh, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little stressed because you're going to pick one here and then I've got to decide ultimately who's going to be the last guy on the board and that's going to be tough to do. Uh, so hopefully you may make it a little bit easier for me, depending on who you pick know, here man. with the number nine spec. Because look, I'm looking around. There's probably like right now I've got my list. I've probably got around seven guys I'd love to fit into these next two spots. But, yeah, uh, we can't do that. So now that's the thing. It's there's a number of guys that are really high in this list, and I'm trying to weigh you know my own personal eye test with stats with the advanced stats. So all of that kind of happening here simultaneously while I'm speaking. Is not the easiest task. There's a lot of guys I'm considering, though, and it's, oh, man, it's really tough. I've got four. Um, I've, I've narrowed my yeah, list to four now. No, five, sorry. That's up to five. There's, there's, so one guy I know we're not going to name that is fifth in DYAR is Calvin Ridley, which wow. is pretty insane. I know we're not going to yeah. put him quite on this in this category. Um, I don't know if we're really going to pick Devontae Parker as much as I loved watching oh, him. Man, um, my guy. But – I, so I'm between – there's two guys, and maybe one – the one that I'm going to pick is maybe a little bit of a cop-out to the guy that's more maybe of a hype pick, and while he hasn't uh, lived up to expectations, I still think is actually, you know what? I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. As, my ninth, as my number nine receiver. <laughs> still still carrying pretty great averages over the course of his yep. career. Still an incredible, incredible route runner when he's on the field. I'm excited to see what he does this year. I feel like he's going to come back. After all the miss, all the expectations that the Browns did not lead up to, I think he's going to have a pretty solid season. I do worry about injuries, but we aren't thinking past this year. He's still relatively young. Um, but one, the one guy that I thought would have been the cop-out easier pick for myself would have been Keenan Allen. I don't know if that's someone you're considering. There are also yep. a lot of other really good names still in this <laughs> list. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with just maybe I'm just going with the wow factor and just a belief that uh, what he can do and that potential that, that we've seen so many times just needs to stay on the field. And that, hopefully it's Kevin Stancy's offense. We really see him blossom. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Odell here, not feeling insanely confident that he's – uh, for sure better than some of the guys I left off, but I do think he deserves to be mentioned right in this kind of area. Not going to lie. I was hoping you'd pick someone else because that was going to be the easy choice for me at number 10. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, no. You're telling me I've got to pick between Kenny Galladay, um, yeah. Stefan Diggs, um, Terry McLaurin, who I think is an underrated pick here. Um, mm-hmm. my goodness, who else have I got on this list? Um, there's someone else that I had. Keenan Allen, you mentioned him. 
Uh, Devontae Parker, as much as I love him, he's my guy. Uh, I'm still not going to probably put him here. Oh, man, this is a tough one because I don't know who I would pick out of that group. Oh, uh, gosh. Mm. I, I don't know. Like, I <laughs> I, mm, I want to pick Stefan Diggs, yeah. but, but at the same time, man, I look around and I'm like, Keenan Allen's, like, he's – He's the safe pick. That's yeah. what I shouldn't have said the easy pick. I should have said the safe pick because of his consistency in the last three years. That's what I'm saying. Like, I almost like I can't leave him off that list. Um, uh-huh. With Stefan Diggs, it's almost <laughs> – I mean, you know, you could probably pick apart Stefan Diggs. Really yeah, like, to be that's mentioned. true. Like, we think about that with him. Like, he's another one. Um, I also think Kenny Galladay gets, doesn't get enough respect because he plays with the Lions. Um, yep. Boy, all right, let's just let's go ahead and concede here that no matter – we're going to leave probably four or five guys off this list that, that probably even have consideration. Like, even – look, if we're going into a one season here, like, I think A.J. Brown was good enough last year. I, I was going to say kinda, that. <laughs> like, to look at him and say, you know what, I would feel okay putting A.J. Brown out there as my top receiver because he was a top receiver on the Titans, the team that went to the yep. AFC Championship game. We know what Derrick Henry did, and congrats to Derrick Henry for getting paid uh, and, and being with the Titans uh, for your deal. But – Man, he was still really good. So, um, I will go with Keenan Allen. I'll, I'll do the safe pick here. Um, I think he's someone, too. We mentioned kind of getting undervalued. Um, you know, I think it's – I don't know if it's the exact same as Kenny Galladay, but I think because Keenan Allen, you know, the Chargers have certainly not lived up to expectations in recent seasons. Uh, he played with Phillip Rivers, uh, but still – I mean, look, he's he got the ball fed to him, and he proved that, that certainly he, he could handle it. And so I think in that scenario, uh, you put him with anyone, uh, and as we're saying, again, we're putting him in a top-10 spot, meaning we're probably going to pair him with a, a really good quarterback. So any way you look at it, I think he's still someone, if you were a quarterback number one through 30-something, mm-hmm. uh, you would still look out there and say, I feel pretty good about that guy being my number one target. Yeah, one of the best. I'm not, you know, I've said this for a lot of these guys, but he's right up there again with the best route runners. Uh, there's a reason that when you see some of these NFL, uh, you know, their official Twitter clips with little compilations of players, when it, it tends to be when it's Hopkins, Adams, or Allen, it's some mix up yeah. of all these routes where they're sending corners flying out of the frame. He's right up there with that. Uh, obviously, I think he, you know, his touchdown numbers haven't been insanely great, but that's, I don't know if that's really on him as much as yeah. uh, anything else. Uh, just so, so good. It's another true number one receiver. Maybe he runs a little bit shorter routes than some of the guys. He doesn't have the, the largest numbers in terms of, uh, you know, big uh, big plays and stuff like that. But yeah, I think he's still deserving and still just as solid and as reliable as you can get. That's why, I, yeah, I, I said uh, easy choice. I should, yeah, I can't <laughs> safe choice as much, yeah. uh, much more because uh, you just kind of know what you're getting with him uh, compared to uh, Odell necessarily with some of the production the last few years. But yeah, I think deserving. Um, other one, one other name that I just real quick going to throw in that we didn't, I don't think we even mentioned yet. That's the fourth player in DYAR behind Michael Thomas, Godwin Cooper. Any guesses on the, who that is? <laughs> um, let me think here. Uh, Alan Robinson. Oh no, Alan Robinson is he's he's not as high up on this as you might. Uh, I was going to say I feel like he's pretty pretty high, but maybe like what about? Hold on, two more choices here. Um, two more. Tyler Lockett. Yep, that's it. There you, there go. you go. Nailed yep. it. I was I was going to say another really great deep thread. I think also held against him a little bit because of the quarterback he plays with, but there was. A lot of questions whether he would, how he'd translate when Doug Baldwin retired. It did not yeah. take away from his production. So 
Yeah, yeah he, I think he deserves to be even mentioned. And then I also think of guys that after this season, who, I was going to ask you, like, what, what receivers do you think uh, this season could propel themselves on this list? Maybe some younger guys. There's one name in particular that might be an easy cop-out for me to go to, um, but I was curious what you might think about guys that this year would have a chance to make this list outside of, like, the ones we're mentioning. Like, I feel like Galladay yeah. obviously easily could have just been on there right this year, right? And then yeah. obviously Diggs and uh, Lockett. Like, those guys are right in the cusp. But maybe, what young receiver yeah. do you think has a chance outside of maybe uh, – I guess you could mention A.J. Brown. And I was going to say, up, like, I think he's A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't – the thing is, like, it's so interesting to me. DJ Chark's very interesting because we talk about yeah. a guy that plays on just an absolutely terrible team. Like, if you didn't, if you put him on, gosh, let's think about it. Um, you put him on the Colts instead of the Jags. Like, I think it's completely yeah. like he he's a star. Like, he was already a star with the Jags, but I think something like that, like that's an interesting one to think about. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of other guys like Debo Samuel. I think he's pretty close to. Yeah. I mean, like, and again, because you got to think too. He's playing for the 49ers, right? A team that that wants to run the ball 73 times. Um, he fills in his role so well. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It gets held against him a bit because he's not just being like your prototypical number one. He's filling a spot in that offense really well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, it's hard to take away from them though. Yeah, I think guys like that would probably be the next ones on my board. You know, Marquise Brown. There's going to be some interest there because he's just so fast, and I think he's another one. You know, he does play for the Ravens, but as we know, that's a team that's going to run the ball a lot too. So um, I don't know that necessarily he's a he's a number one wide receiver after this year because I I don't know yeah. really what it's going to look like. But eventually, can he get there? Probably. Um, so that I guess there's, is just there's only guys. one. Only one more name, like you, the ones you mentioned, Chark and uh, McLaurin, definitely are guys that I, I want to believe they can make this list, but I do can worry because of where they are yeah. and their their efficiency numbers and everything are going to play that out and show you how good they are. McLaurin was, I think he was ranked, yeah, fifth and uh, just overall um, or sixth, sorry, in the receiving grade from PFF ahead of Mike Evans, ahead of Devontae Adams, ahead of Amari Cooper. So, I mean, what he did individually was incredible last year. I think Chark's right in that category. The one guy that I thought that I was kind of referring to at the beginning that as given our Broncos love, I was going to say is Portland Sutton. <laughs> yeah, that's Obviously, true. there's some rookie receivers, too, that yeah. have a, a case to be made for. But I think Cortland Sutton's a guy that uh, a lot of expectations this year on what he's going to be able to do, considering his the yardage he put up with the number of receptions, just averaging over 15 yards per catch. Uh, such a great deep threat for them. And, I, yeah, I think he's right there with all the guys you mentioned. There's a lot – just so much really, <laughs> really incredible receiving talent. And it's funny because last – going into this draft, people are like, hey, this is like the most receiving talent we've seen in a while in a draft. But it's like, look at the rookie class from last year and then also look at the rookie class next year. It's it's pretty insane. Uh, it's going to become almost like these – like with running backs where it's how do you name the difference yeah. between these guys because they're all just so, so good. We should have uh, made this a top 20 because we hadn't even mentioned my guy, Cooper Cup. Like, you know, there's yeah. all kinds. of got DJ I'm Moore was so in the underrated. top 10. Like, it's just yeah. that we, we should have made this a top 20 <laughs> uh, because Cooper Cup. It would have gotten so hard, though. It I know. It would have been so hard to, to I, separate those. <laughs> I, I would have found a way to put Cooper Cup in the top 10 and a redo here. But the top 12, <laughs> um, that's all right. So, there you go. Um, that is our top ten. As we could, as you could tell, we literally mentioned probably forty receivers during this thing. So um, <laughs> not not a whole lot, maybe in terms of confidence when it comes to picking a couple guys over the others. But uh, still, a pretty talented list here, and uh, we'll take them uh, on our team that we're building for this upcoming season. 
All right, well, that's the wraps up. Uh, look at the wide receivers. Dylan, uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on over Clutch Points, getting ready for the start of different seasons. Uh, we assume baseball, NBA, um, NFL training camp. Right now, everything, you know, set. But uh, how that goes from here, we don't know, but still a lot of stuff to check out at Clutch Points. Yeah, I mean, more uncertainty, it seems like, with some of the college sports. But at least, yeah, on the pro level, Sounds like these things are going through. I've been very much enjoying the, the Dodgers intra-squad games. Chico, my man in left field, making uh, <laughs> posing people at second and first, making great plays. But, yeah, you can re- you can follow all MLB and NBA games when they come back in the Clutch Points app, all of our uh, NBA content, NFL content there as well. Um, follow all of our NFL uh, articles and different things we're putting together on the website. Just go to clutchpoints.com for the NFL section there. Yeah, a lot more hopefully coming up. And, yeah, really not that far off, even without the two first preseason games and the Packers yeah. announcing it probably will be the case for a lot of teams. No fans for any training camp preseason activities. Uh, still sounds like they're all going to be kind of going through. So, yeah, we're really not that far off. It's, it's kind of crazy to think it's already the middle of July. And, yeah. you know, usually we'd be talking about guys starting the report in the next week or two. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, listen. If if you know what day it is and month and all that and week and this year, uh, it's considered a skill because uh, it's it's really hard to keep up. Right, like you said, we'd be talking about preseason games, getting ready to get started mm-hmm. here, um, and it's just man, I I don't know. Like it's weird. We we just we don't ever know. So um, yeah, check all that out at Clutch Points. Lots of great stuff going on over there as always. Check out the podcast, any podcast app you use. Subscribe to it for free there. And uh, thanks, as always, too, to find folks at Blue Wire and Pet Online for all that they do. And thank you guys, as always, for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.